Yo, Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip-hop podcast, the only place where you will find finance mixed with hip-hop, and today's special guest, I am excited that I get a chance to grow the Empower Empire with this guy. I've watched him grow on Instagram to where he is now. We're going to have a great conversation talking about giving back to the people, accountability, and more. Let's go. I got my click ready to use the money they got From jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not So hard, I'm doing this, making investing pop P-Law, it's extra, you tuning in to Stocks and Bars Alright, check this out, Stocks and Bars, what's going on? It is time, alright The Empower Empire has continued to extend itself, alright Started with my network of friends And my network of friends has grown to an internet network of friends all right so check this out the guy that i have with me right now all right i've seen him grow from his instagram okay and <laughs> the way that we met is actually pretty funny because before i started this very podcast i started to do research to see if anybody else was doing something like this and so i typed it in google stocks and bars and i didn't see anything but but I saw this guy and two other guys. Okay. They were in a group and their podcast was actually called bars and bars. And so I started looking and I saw the episodes and I went through every last one of them and I was like, Hey, these guys were on to something, but I didn't see anything after that. So anyway, I went to Instagram and got all their names and I added every last one of them and I made sure to shoot them a message to say, yo, I saw what you're doing. I appreciate it. I love it. You know, I want to be a part of your building. And luckily, I think two two of you actually responded back. I don't think the other one did. But anyway, that's neither no bad blood there. <laughs> yeah. So I watched them continue to grow to help the community learn about finances and improving themselves. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome two stocks and bars, Joseph Nwange. What's going on, my brother? What's up, my brother? What's going on, man? Hey, man, much love. I appreciate you being able to be patient with me today because it has been the day of days for me. Yes, sir. But I'm here and I'm able to be on the other side of the earth. So I'm happy, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're doing God's work, man. You're doing yeah. God's work. I get it. Thank you. Thank you, man. You the same. All right. So what I want to do is I want to get into the nitty gritty of how you started what you're doing. Matter of fact, let's, let's, let's backstory this here. Give me the whole bars and bars thing, man. How, how yeah. did you end up with that? Like, how'd that start in the first place? Yeah, man. So it's, it's actually interesting, man. Bars and bars came from the idea came from one of my, one of my good friends, Troy Levy, who okay. is a minister, but he has a passion for seeing inner city um, folks win with money. And he was like, yo, man, I got a concept. I've been doing these kind of like, you know, these reels, these short videos, but I want to do a podcast that, can create hip hop or at least take hip hop, connect it with um, yes. uh, financial literacy so that we can yes. find kind of pave into the culture. And so yes. once he hit me up on that, I was like, yo, I'm 100% down because him and I share a lot of passion for the same thing. And so that's kind of like how it came up. My boy, Troy Levy, he's the one that kind of put it all together. And when okay. we did it, all we had to do was just show up. And so we went there, showed up, and then, you know, we had a really, really good run, man. We had some. Uh, some good activity and and, and and we really focus on some some good music right taking some yes. bars and then kind of have some of the content so that's kind of how the the bars and bars evolve <laughs> yes yeah. and great minds think alike i just happened to pick up the baton 
So yeah, I saw yeah. what you were doing. Like I said, when I did my very first research to see if anybody was doing it. And at the time, no one was doing it. And so stocks and bars. I love it. Accidentally birthed from <laughs> bars and bars. I so love it. Shout out to y'all for having that concept in the first place, because ain't nothing new under the sun. Yeah, and I appreciate y'all starting that. And hopefully I can continue that on and make it get to a level of where I feel it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, with that, man. I'm with that, oh, brother. Listen, if you listen to this, man, I am I'm a heavy 90s fan. That's what I grew up. That was my era, right? Yeah. So all the stuff I listened to, I had all the influences of the world to do the things that I probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm not proud of it. Yeah. But it got me to where I'm at right now to understand. And so now that I'm in the position that I'm in. I want to make sure that I look back to the people that listen to that same hip hop or listen to the hip hop even now. I mean, there's a lot of culture going on right now that we can get into. Yeah, Regardless of that, I want to make sure that I do my part. Sure. I don't want us to sit here and say, this got to change. Yeah. Okay, then be that change. Yeah. Just put up or shut up, right? <laughs> You're right, brother. You're right, 100%. Yeah, so speaking of putting up and shut up, man, fill the people in on what you got going on right now with letting people know about their financial lives that they can do. Yeah, man. So it's, it's you know, it's uh, let me put it like this way. I think um, bars and bars was just one of those things that reminded me of what God birthed in me mm. kind of a long time ago. And okay. I mean, if you follow me on social, I'm very, very transparent with a lot of the dumb money mistakes that I've made. Yes, sir. And that really crippled not just me, but the early parts of my marriage. Man, I just made a lot of dumb mistakes. And so, and a lot of this, honestly, man, is because I just didn't have enough, I didn't have access to the information. I think there was always Amen. like to do something, but right. nothing was out there that at least reached Main Street. Like where, like, where, like my day to day, I'm sure there were things out there, but nothing that appealed to me. And so, right, right. Now, kid, you know, was like, I want to say it was like 2013, 2014, man. I found myself in a really, really bad spot. I was $100,000 in debt. Mm. I had a whole bunch of credit cards that were interest only cards. And so I was paying like two, $3,000 a month on solely interest. And so you had, I had a, a financial problem. And then in my job, I was miserable. I was getting a lot of like macro, um, microaggressions from, yeah. from my boss and I couldn't quit because I needed the money right, right. pay the bill you know what I'm saying <laughs> and so I found myself in a tough spot and I was like I was yearning for something and so I kept looking and what I realized like yo I don't, there's not a lot of stuff out there that actually gives me the financial literacy that I need yes. that speaks to the experience of the African American right, and right. keep me towards purpose you see what I'm saying like right. like I'm a big Philip. Like even when it came down to doing things for my community, I couldn't do anything because I had no money, bro. I had yeah, no yeah. to do anything, and so I started seeing all this activity of whether it be police brutality and all that stuff. And all I was good for was a hashtag. Mm. Uh, like, I have no. I was struggling, and I remember, yo, I kid you not, man. Troy was one of the boys I called. Like, yo, this can't be life. I remember right. my dad just telling me, like, hey, son, this is, you know, don't worry. One day down the road, you'll get to retire. I was like, what, down the road when I'm 80, 90? I'm going <laughs> to the next 50 I'll be years? crippled by then, yeah. Ah, bro. And I'm so, man, I went at that moment, man, I remember telling God, I was like, yo, you get me through this. I promise you. I promise you. I'm going to do more to, to, to ch change the world. And so 
What ended up happening, bro, I started like taking a lot of data, right? From 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 the top chefs. I started yeah. reading books like from Warren Buffett. I started reading books from Rob Kiyosaki. I started reading Little Crank Gardot. I started reading a whole bunch of stuff. And I was getting the data. I was it was downloading. Right. And I was documenting, brother. Like I was writing. And then things that I were missing, like God was revealing to me. And so from that, uh, I want to say on a two, three-year period, we were able to get out of all that debt. And so when we got out of it, while it was a great accomplishment, like all it was was really a race to zero. So like now it's like I ain't got no debt, but I ain't got no money either. So and so I started building on this concept of intelligent ownership. Like God, you want me to be an owner. That like like the, the, the way you're gonna win in this planet is if, if you can innovate and own. Because our people, we've been innovating since the beginning of time, but because we lack ownership, other people's been eating on our creativity. And so I was like. Teach me to be an owner of something that's innovative. And then the wealth started building. And that put me in a position to, to now make impact. So now we launched a foundation. From that foundation, we started giving scholarships. We started taking kids. Um, like once we started like opening the hood, because now I have access to resources, right. funding a lot of this stuff, I realized how jacked up the next generation is, not because of, uh, of the faults of the teachers, but the system is inherently designed not to see them to, 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 to prosper, right? right Especially right. African-Americans in inner cities. Why? If you think about it, we're not teaching them skills on how to be leaders. We're not teaching them skills on how to be financially literate. Like the things that you need in the workforce are not being taught. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? We'll spend a lot of time on, on, on ge- um, uh, 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 chemistry. We'll spend a lot of time on geometry. But no one's telling them about dollars and cents. And so I was like, all right, we got to fix some stuff. And then the biggest thing I saw was we had an identity issue. A lot of African-Americans. All the time. We can't pull. We got nothing to pull back from. And I talked to my Asian brothers. They got something to pull back from. People in Chinese, they got something to pull back from. They, there's a legacy that runs deep, but the legacy for our people was non-existent. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to complain about the system. I'm taking young kids. We're going to Africa. And they're going to learn firsthand by professors there on our history, pre-colonial Africa. Not like the stuff you see in the the textbook, the little chapter. I'm seeing Florida's complaining about teaching African-American history. I'm like, don't stop lying on the system. Like, then it was like, all right. So we took, I saw, yo, dude, I'm telling you right now, a lot of this, bro, came from me being in a position to give back. The more I started pouring into the community, the more I started seeing opportunity to change. And then there was one scenario, man. I started meeting with the team and I'm looking at the applications and I'm like, bro, majority of this, the, the income is $20,000 or less. I was like, yo, we got how can I, I can get these kids a, a couple thousand dollars to go to college, but if we don't deal with the economic issue, like they're never going to experience freedom, like straight up. And that's what births. Nimwange investment, where I was like, yo, this can't just be about the kids. Like, our people need something fresh. Because right. I know when I was out here looking for stuff, I ain't find nothing that was for me that put everything together. Like, not the bits and pieces. Yeah, somebody will talk about stock here. Yeah, someone will talk about life insurance here. Yeah, but I'm talking about put the whole package together where you can say, here's something, here's a roadmap on how you could become financially independent. Right. And by the way, it's going to point you to purpose and what God wants you to do. And it's cognizant of the systemic challenges that black people face. Like, and so we started putting the program, and, I, and you know, I'm telling you, man, in real time, bro, 
God started linking me with people. That's how it worked. That's yeah, how it worked. Yeah, like literally, bro. I had like, like no, I like, I'm, I'm talking about the timing was impeccable. <laughs> and so we put together my story in a program, Financial Legacy Academy. And I said, this is what I wish I had. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk people how I went from $100,000 in debt to becoming a multimillionaire in under a decade because we did the right stuff. Right. And I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying this is take walk notes work. But when I study our the, the, the history of our people, man, we, yo, we weren't just conquerors, man. We were resilient. There's no right. other race out there that's more resilient than my people. And so I'm calling that spirit of resilience for our people. And, I'm, and, and what I've discovered is that we can fix this in one generation. What? Listen, I've been telling people this. One generation. I swear we can close this gap in one generation. That's all it takes. It, we have to do the footwork right now. As soon as we teach our youth behind us, done. Yep. Done. And that became my life's work, bro. And so that's, so you asked me, I'm giving you a long answer to a short question. No, I'm, I'm with it. What came about it? This is what it is. And I said, Lord, I'm dedicating my life to make sure we're lifting up our people. And so that's why we announced this year that I, over the next decade, I want to have 10,000 families become millionaires. I, I also, same thing with that foundation. I want to have a thousand kids that we're going to uh, put them to our leadership academy program. We're going to send 50, 60 kids to Africa. Oh, and we're going to give 60 scholarships over the next decade. So that's, that's kind of how we framed it. Now yeah. we have our North star and now, man, we're going after it. And again, I'm linking up with people like you, bro. And, and, and just loving the stuff that you're doing. I'm telling you, man, something's cooking for our people, man. And I, yeah, and I, I feel I it. I feel it. Happen. Yeah, I feel it. I feel our culture has been on this trajectory for a while now because I mean, in the recent light of what happened, you know, with the police brutality, right? First of all, I don't share none of that, right? Like, when I see those images. I, I haven't seen images. I'm going to just put that out there. I ain't seen the imagery. But I understand the power of imagery, okay? Mm -hmm. I understand that when they put stuff out like that, what it does to the psyche of yeah. our men, all right? Because I remember when they killed that young man in Louisiana, yeah. This was, I forget how long, it was five, six, seven years ago or something I like that. And, yeah. and I saw that. I saw it. And it immediately just shot me down like, wow, this is how, this is the world and how they're going to treat somebody who looks like me. Mm -hmm. Immediately. And I was literally depressed, bro. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't feel safe outside. I'm scared to go outside because I feel like two things got sent out into the world. One, you are mean. You mean nothing. OK, I don't care if you down on your knees. I'm going to kill you. Second, that gives power to everybody to say I can do that to them, too. Yeah. And now I'm sitting there shook. I got yeah. kids. I've got to tell them stories about all this stuff. People don't understand the power of this, man. That's why I don't share imagery like that, because that is not representative representative of us at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to be like the stuff that I share. It's all positive impact. I want everybody to know that you're uplifted. You're a king. You can do whatever you put your mind to. That's what I want everybody to know. That's why I do this show, because I want to empower people. I want them to know that where you are right now, if you want to do the work, you will easily get there as long as you just want to do the work. It's in us. It's us. Yeah. We can do this, yeah. man. This is not that difficult. It's just steps. Everyone gets yeah. overwhelmed sometimes looking at the big picture. No, step, 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 step. The next thing you know, when you're there, you're like, oh, I'm here. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know no, you're right. You're right. I think we, but we have to, the only thing I would say is, and what I've learned in my experience, in our effort, we have to be empathetic to the trauma that our people go through. Like yes. We, we have to yes. Keep in mind, like, for most of us, uh, we grew up and our exposure to people that look like us have been correlated with struggle. Yes. Uh, difficulty, uh, lack of wealth, um, lack of finances. And we've been told, right, I, like, even our history has been minimized to a month, a chapter, and we've been getting just because the country is designed to build patriots. Like our education system is designed to make us proud to be American. And it's, right. while it's okay to be proud to be American, what, what they don't realize is that you have to tell the whole story and not part of the story. And so as a result, man, like I'm empathetic to that. And so it's like to, for, for someone who's been seeing something for 20, 30 years to tell them that there's something different, um, you, you just got to be patient. But this is why it's important for people like you and me to continue to A, sound the alarm, but B, to be in a living example. Because right, I could tell right. people, like, yo, man, look what we're doing now. Look what me and my family are doing now. We're blessing people. And this is what's different than like, you know, kind of what I see sometimes in social media, somewhat disappointing. Like we're not talking about like stocks and, bond, you know, you know, wealth for the sake of just saying I'm rich. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like God don't want me to like, in my family. Oh, flaunt and floss in front of people like this is, no, no, I'm no, no, going to show you. You take something out. I'm, once I made the mental shift of not becoming a millionaire, but giving a million away. Yeah, man, fulfillment starts to like yo. Things change. It's a different motor, and the qual and the and how we quantify success changes. Now yeah. I'm not trying to rush. I'm not doing things for likes. I'm not doing things for right. followers. I'm doing things as a messenger. And I'm look. I'm a spiritual person. I'm a Christian. So you hear me talk a lot about it. But even when I studied the good book, countless of times you read up on stories of people. They weren't popular during that time. They right. didn't get likes during that time. Yo, Noah, I'm just talking to my family. Noah built the ark for 100 years. No, and the only people he saved was his family. And so if you if you if you if you look at the context of that, and even if you're not spiritual, you look at people like Dr. King. He wasn't popular when he was here. Right. When he was here, no one liked him. They, they hated him, bro. <laughs> they hated him. Right. And so that's why it's important for like people like you and me to have the right mental focus as we start looking through these things and being empathetic with, with our people. Right. Let me be very clear though. We're not going to get freedom unless we get economic liberation. Exactly. Like, 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 like we could, we could march all we want. All day long. It ain't going to matter if we you can tweet. I don't care if 40 million black people hashtag tweet something free blacks means nada. And I, and how I know that, you look at the Montgomery um, when when we, when we actually started marching for the Rosa Parks situation in, in Montgomery, um, Alabama, specifically tied to we wanted the opportunity not just to knock out segregation, but we wanted to make sure that we didn't have to go to the back of the bus. Right. What people don't people don't take from that story is we marched for a year, and and the only reason why they made a change is because majority of the people who took transportation were African Americans. And so when now people who who used to take a bus are now walking 10, 11 miles to get to work for over a year, 
They saw their economics decrease. The transportation industry literally lost 65% of its, of, of its gross income. So that means now all of a sudden the economics are impacting. That's when change starts to happen. Yo. Yeah, some. <laughs> so what I'm saying, what I'm saying to people, man, is the reason like me pushing wealth is not just to add or to become an, inf uh, an influencer about stocks. Like I'm there's social justice implications tied to this. Right. I'm I'm trying to teach people how to become free, like to, to break the shackles. I'm more <laughs> free now at my job now because I have multiple streams of income. Period. That's and so we just some things I think through, man. Yeah, I, man, you hit so many nails on the head there, especially when it comes to the finances, because I I, I preach that same message that all that marching stuff doesn't mean anything. This, yeah. this is a capitalistic society. Right. So until you start impacting wallets, yeah. that's the only way that something is ever going to make a true change. Correct. Just like you said, man, they, they were like, wait a minute, we, we a little dry in the account all of a sudden. Yep. Well, yeah, because all the people ain't they, that was riding the bus can't ride the bus. Oh, well, say no more. It's the game. <laughs> and what, like and what's crazy? And what's crazy about it is people don't realize we have the spending power. Like we got to economic. So it's not like we broke. Yeah, we're not. We, we just spend bad. We spend bad. We yeah. I, we 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 we're at one point six trillion according to CNBC of spending. That's more than Spain. That's more than Mexico. Like that's more than Switzerland. Like we literally have we are, we are the economy countries. Yeah, we we met, we have the biggest impact. We just throw our money away. The money does not come back into our communities doesn't. at all anymore. It doesn't. It, it just goes straight out, and they know that. That's why they can give a stimulus check because they know it's coming right back. It yep. doesn't matter. It, yep. Here, here you go. <laughs> it's coming right back to us tenfold. It's yeah, all yeah. good. That's why in any urban community you can see. An Asian come in yeah. there, they can build a whole empire. And what do they do? They take all their family inside the house. All right. Yep. They money back. They take care of their family. Yeah. We can't do that. And the reason why we can't do that is because we're not educated enough to understand that. But right. this thing here, this thing now, yeah. listen, there's no excuses anymore. I'm not going to hear any. I'm not entertaining no more excuses. This right here is the biggest tool that can tell everybody right now. If you want to get something on Google, that's it. And it'll lead you down the path. <laughs> that's simple. Just like how I started Stocks and Bars. And I was like, how do I get to this? Is anybody else doing this? All right. Google told me everything. Yeah. So, yo, speaking of telling me everything, you mentioned that you were taking people over to Africa in order to get them exposure to our culture, our heritage. So what did you discover that you learned personally when you went over there? And what did the kids who went over there also discover? Yeah, man, look, and here's the crazy thing about it. Like, I've been going to Africa for a while. Okay. I think the biggest takeaway that I learned last time when I took the kids was the contributions that um, Africans made to the world. Mm. Pre-colonial Africa. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm going to say some names and see if you heard them. You ever heard of a guy named Socrates? Yeah, I have. So, 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 what they tell uh, us. But he went uh, to the Egyptian schools. Uh, correct. Aristotle. Yep. A lot of these big philo philosophers and astrologers that we know, they all came their from philosophical Africa. pedigree in Africa. Yep. You don't think that means something to me if I was a kid that someone told me that? If Yo, let me, me let that. you know what your people did. And my legacy is not detached from that. Not, right. Like Black American, African American kids need to understand that we have a shared legacy 
from people who are in Africa today. And so me understand that it changes how I look at myself. The most powerful thing I can know for my, for, as, as an individual is know who I am. Yes. Period. <laughs> yes. yes. Period. <laughs> and so for my kids to see that, one, two, to go into a country, we went to Kenya in this case, to go into a country where everybody looks like you. Yeah. When you look at the billboards, everybody looks like you. When you look at the CEO and the janitor, they look like you and they embrace them. And they, well, see, a lot of things too is, the reason why a lot of African-Americans detach themselves away from Africans, not not just because they don't understand the history, is um, there's a lot of propaganda about the continent today. Like, yo, like Africa is uh, uh, part of the French. You know what I'm saying? People like, Trump yeah. say, like what they don't realize is that six of the 10 fastest growing economies are in Africa. Yep. Straight up. <laughs> they don't realize that there's a, a renaissance that's happening right now. Uh, 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 what some people are even coining as a second colonialization effort happening in Africa right now, where they're looking at the natural resources and so forth. Look, we do have work in Africa, but yo, it's growing and it's growing in silence. Their GDP two years ago was six six point two percent growth. Like we're fighting to get two percent, but some of these three times oh, more. Yeah, that's my legacy. It's yeah. not it's not just my past; it's my future. Like like there's somewhere where I'm not just tolerated; I'm accepted. Right. That's what we've been telling these kids. And that's what I learned for myself, man. That I'm like, oh, all right. So even I work in corporate America, predominantly white. I'm in tech. There's, you know, we're one or two percent. There's I can take comfort because I know who I am now. So that even when I walk into a room where no one looks like me, I'm not intimidated because I belong. You see what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you, you're uh, comfortable it, with it, you. Bro. And so yeah. now. And, I'm, and, and, and bro, I spent my whole career not knowing this. Yeah. And it, 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 it was not sustainable. I had to compartmentalize myself where in my hood, I'm one person, but I gotta- <laughs> And then I gotta go put this mask on over here. Bro, yeah. I'm doing that. And no yeah. matter how hard I work, man, there's instances where it will never be enough. Right. I started feeling neglected. I started feeling like nobody wanted me. I started feeling like I didn't belong. No matter what I did, no matter how hard I tried, how much revenue I generated for companies, didn't matter. There's some people that made me feel like crap. Yeah, and that's when I was like, "Yo, God, God had to remind me, like, yo, you're my son, whom I'm well pleased." And at that point, man, whew, yo, there's nothing more dangerous than a brother who knows who he is. Absolutely, with a couple of dollars in his pocket. Yeah, that's what Black Wall Street was. You had a brothers yeah. who knew who they about were. That either, huh? They knew who they were. People don't know, like, and I. There's a book called um, uh, "The First Black Millionaires." It talks about a class of millionaires that came right out of slavery. It wasn't just Tulsa, bruh. It was a whole community. There were there were there was a community of black millionaires, but if they knew who you were, they'd kill you. Mobs literally killed. Like there was a, a, a lady in Harlem, literally old owned a couple blocks. Her tenants were white and she had to hide herself because if they knew she was black, they'd kill her. That's insane. That's insane, man. Let that sink in. That's the trauma that we got to go through. We're trying to get through. And that's the stuff that honestly you pick up when you rock with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we're going to take, we're going to take folks on a journey. So it's not just about like the culture. Yeah. We need to, like, we need to accept, like we need to build up what the culture is. Right. And it needs to be tied to who we are, knowing who we are. And I love that there's more of a push now to be conscious 
But I'm calling for our people to be woke, not 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 to to necessarily um, only disrupt because it's going to disrupt, but to understand what, why did God call you here and know who knowing who you are. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. And the beautiful part of your story is it builds, right? This wasn't just a like a moment where it just happened, right? It was a success succession of things that built you up to that point, and then it was like. Yeah. Okay. And I tell people a lot of time, you often have all the tools you need in front of yep. you. You just don't know it yet. All right. Sometimes you need to clear that off in order to figure out, all right, oh, there it is. Like even even going down this journey, right? I'm starting to bump into people more because I believe energy attracts energy, right? Sure. So going down this, I'm bumping into people who are also doing this, like like you, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Um Excuse me. I'm bumping into all, all sorts of people who are saying, do you know X, Y, Z? All right. How do you do this? Okay. And you start getting these inf- this information. You start feeding off of that, right? I'm yeah. going to take it back to the hive. That's exactly what I'm doing, right? <laughs> so now I'm the leader of my family now. I got that same mission. I got to teach my girls. I gotta, I'm teaching my brother, my sisters. I'm teaching everybody I possibly can. That's why I do this podcast. I'm teaching as many people as I possibly can while I'm on the face of this earth. Because that's yeah. what I'm here to do is to make sure that I be an agent of change. Yeah. I'm not going to talk it no more. You know, I'm I'm walking it. I'm living it. I'm doing everything that I possibly can to tell the next person that you do not have to go through this. Yeah. So I want to I want to go back in time. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go back in time to your humble beginnings, man. So where, where are you from originally? Yeah, I'm from Jersey City. Um, Jersey raised and bred. I'm actually a first generation um america so yeah but i grew up man uh right on stegman street man uh near audubon park jersey city man it was it was a it was the hood for sure but it was yeah, it's like new jersey uh, drive just like it yeah. was yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah man. so tell me about your upbringing in jersey city what was it like growing up there man yeah man look i it's kind of crazy look I, i'm look i'm not gonna Look, I, while I grew up in a tough community, I can tell you right now, man, God bless me to have both parents who loved me and raised That's me. That's good. That's good. That, like, that changed the world for me. You're going to say my parents came to this country with nothing. Like my dad literally won a lottery. That's how he got here. Married but my wife, my, my mom over. Um, and one of the things they instilled up front was three things, really. One was, you know, you got to get an education. Like, Understand for them where they came from in Africa, it was colonized to the 60s. And so they grew up under a colonial era of where the British ruled the country and women weren't allowed to go to school. And so like there was this once once they they freed themselves from England, there was like almost like this. um, I don't want to say cap, but it was like the cap got lifted and people started aspiring. And both my parents came. They got both of them got their PhDs by the time they were 30 and 27, because it was like this sense of freedom and opportunity. And so that trickled down into the way we operated. So education was one, two, hard work. I mean, my dad would 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 work at the Jewish home. He did two minimum wage jobs and go to school so he could provide, go to school, run, look for scholarships. We didn't have like online scholarships then. You had to like go walk into the register. You had to like pay. <laughs> Sign my dad pay for it. <laughs> Give me another semester. I need time. And so, like, you saw them work hard. And then, um, so work ethic was a big thing. And then lastly, man, was just service. Yo, once my dad made it, I remember him literally bringing 
dozens of people over from Africa and they will all come stay with my house. Dude, I was getting roommates every six months, new roommates, hey, this person that's staying with us for a little bit, I'm gonna help them go to school. And there's a community of people that my parents blessed who today now are doctors, lawyers, because, so I saw that it was almost like part of what you have, this is the way of life, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so those things got instilled. That's kind of what explains, in my opinion, kind of like my big philanthropic effort. But with that being said, I still grew up in the hood. And most of my <laughs> boys didn't have the luxuries that I had, like yeah. single family homes. Um, your know, folks didn't have enough money for food all the time. Like people used to come and have a house, get something to eat. Like I, I watched that stuff. And so um, it allowed me to like really experience and understand what it's like to grow up in environments where like resources are lacking. Bro. Yeah. And so, um, and then like, man, just watching the system. I remember people telling me like, yo, cause I had a bad stuttering problem. You know, I've heard a teacher talk about me, not knowing that I can hear her saying that I'm probably not going to make it in life. Mm. Yeah. He's probably going to be another one. And I'm sitting there like, yo, yeah, the faith. Yeah. it has trauma in my head. So anyways, like these are the things, man, that I remember like growing up in Jersey City was like, but I'm telling you right now, some of my best friends, some of the most hardworking people, the people that I love to death, I still talk to this day. I still rock with um, because they've been with me since, you know, when we were shooting, you know what I'm saying? Since yeah, day one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now. We winning now. You know what I'm saying? We need something. Yeah. We building now, you know, and, um, you know, it, it, it's a blessing for sure. Yeah, when it comes to blessings, I'm a firm believer that this this game that we're playing with acquiring wealth, it's yeah. a must that you give back. It's a oh, yeah. must that you give back. Everything that is sustainable in nature is a cycle. Mm -hmm. There's nothing linear about it at all. There's yeah. no end shelf life. You got to be able to put back into the system for it to work. Yeah. And that in return is your true blessing is be able to see the lives that you change. So one of my missions that I eventually want to get to is to be able to put firms in urban neighborhoods. And I mm -hmm. say that because as I started to grow and get the money that I got to, and I moved out of those areas, yeah, I noticed a couple of things. One, they have different food sources. Okay. Yeah. They definitely have a supermarket that has access to better foods. All right. Number two, they have financial resources imprinted right there. Okay. Anytime you can go in a affluent neighborhood, you're going to find an Edward Jones. You're going to find something that correlates to the wealth that is growing in that neighborhood. If you go to an urban neighborhood, you will never find that. You'll never, you'll find all sorts of, stores that take the money from there but there's no stores owned by us all right always goes out never comes back in i said all right if i can be able to educate by putting firms in the hood yeah. starting with the children going to the elementaries i want to be able to go into there and teach them about how money works how about the stock market this life insurance products stuff like that that we need to have so we can be able to pass it on that's what i ultimately want to do so stocks and bars is like a stepping stone to that <laughs> i love it i love it i love it yeah we, we gotta make sure that we we put the circle man the circle is something that everybody needs to understand rock yeah. cycle water cycle life cycle 
These things are sustainable because everything goes back. There's nothing wasted. And we got to make sure we put our efforts into putting ourselves in position for the next generation. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree 100%. Yeah, so let's take it back again. So at what point in time did you realize when you was growing up in those neighborhoods that what was going on around you was needed to be changed? All right. What what was the point that you remember in your, in your early childhood that yeah. this, this ain't right? You know what? It's like... I don't think there was anything in real time growing up because my parents did such a good job, like giving us the assurance that it was always going to be okay. I think okay. where I started realizing like your junk's effed up was when I left the hood mm. and I seeing what it was like outside the hood, right? Okay. Uh, point, yeah. <laughs> when I went into college, I went to a predominantly white school the first two years in the Poconos, Pennsylvania. And I heard horror stories about um, racial discrimination. And I remember seeing it like, dang, that was bad. But I saw like a lot of these folks of white descent just move different. They, they, they just move different. They like they had access to more information and so forth. And so I think that was one. Uh, but it, the light clock, like it hit when I started working in corporate America. And then I started seeing the amount of money and resources other communities had and yeah. the, way they, the way they dealt with wealth. Like I had peers of mine who lived, you know, in Newport, Rhode Island, which was an expensive place, rent free. Dad gave him a hundred thousand dollars to start. Like, you know what I'm saying? So not saying that that's every scenario, but they're teaching their kids something different. Like right. I'm seeing these VP of sales, who's ahead of this, like not only do the kids grow up, getting what they want, but they're getting, they're, they're now what they look at success. They see something different every day right. versus back in the hood where like what people saw that was fed to them was mom and dad struggling. I go to a school where like, you know, we're getting, you know, watered down information. And oh, when I looked at like television, I just see us as like either athletes or, you know, mm -hmm. some some kind of entertainment. And no one's talking about how to build wealth. No one's talking about how to save. No one's talking about uh, uh, wealth protection. No one's talking about ownership. No one's talking about like things that matter that I wish I had that in I my wish. community. <laughs> right. I none of that. I was like, yo, what? This is, this is a new language. And so I go back to my hood, look at them like, yo, guys, there's a better way. There's a better way. But it goes back to what I said in the beginning was I was so consumed and so strapped by the financial shackles of my personal life. Yeah. To have the right lens or the right situation to really kind of dedicate my life to say, yo, I'm going to show you what success looks like. And so now because I'm fixed, I can go to inner city kids and say, look at me. Not, I'm not yeah. trying to post them, but look, 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 look at what I'm able to accomplish. And I'm not even nothing big. Like, this is, I started late. I, I started late. If somebody gave me the tools, man. Back then, I, I realized, yo, they, they need more than the image. Yo, let me coach you for uh, eight, between eighth and 12th grade. Let me, let me, let me pour resources in you. Yeah. Let me show you what success looks like. Let me honor and celebrate you at one of the finest restaurants. Let me honor and celebrate you with a trip. Let me honor and celebrate you by paying for your college. 
Like, let me, like, I, I want you to start looking at yourself like, yo, I'm a king, I'm a queen. I got, like, this is, this is what I expect all of a sudden in paradigm shift. And so a lot of that stuff didn't come real to me, though, until I, I was able to walk out the hood. And so I said, oh, okay. All right. I got it. And I'm like, now I appreciate it. even as a father now. I'm like, damn, yo, respect my dad. Yo, this wasn't easy. Y'all made it look easy. This junk ain't easy. <laughs> it's hard. I don't know how y'all did it, but all I know is seven o'clock every day. I'm gonna go to the table because there's gonna be food. I didn't know, I didn't really understand yeah. what it took to put yeah. food there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I get it now. I get it now. Man. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I want to also come back to the to the youth part, right? When we were growing up, one of the things that I also think that we had trauma with is our own identity, which you talked about before. Yeah. And I remember vividly that if you weren't from the hood, if you weren't street or this, you wasn't labeled as anything other than something else, right? There, we can't be proper talking, okay? You can't have anything that is anything of value right if you bring that then all yeah. of a sudden you looked at differently you know i think right. it's a black culture we we demonize ourselves for the success that we can make and if we are any different than that then they look at you like who are you you know and that's part that's something about the culture that i can't stand because we can't get any growth out of that right. we got to be able to, to to start to understand that you could do better there's no problem with being better. Like you say, we just can't floss it in front of people's faces. That's when the wolves come out. And we know that from coming from the hood, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> At the end of the day, we got to make sure that we appreciate and put people on the pedestal and let them know and give them their flowers, man, for being able to do that. And then that's why I love what you're doing, man, because you'd be able to really walk that walk, talk that talk and say, listen, this is how you do it, young man. Let me show you. You know, yeah. and another thing I hate, another thing I'm griping right now. All right. Yeah. Even when we get to this level, first thing we try to do is kill people financially. All right. And what I say about this is mm. we don't have the money, the resources to do it, but we come back into the neighborhoods and we say, I can show you and I can do it for twelve hundred dollars. And then yeah. we try to tell people, if you invest the twelve hundred oh. in me, then you'll make your twelve hundred back by doing what I'm showing you. Right. OK, that sounds great. It does, right? But the problem is they ain't got twelve hundred dollars. You know what I'm right. saying? That's the problem, the root problem that we need to get to to show you how to get there. So, like, even when I do stuff like I do my services, while I understand that people don't respect free, I try to make it something that people can actually afford, right? Yeah. That that's that they can really do, that they can actually see themselves saying, "Yes, I can do this." All yeah. right, so. That that's my ingripe says. That's that's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> Being alone, man. It's, it's, it's a. I mean, look, I, there's a balance, but I agree. Here's the thing, though. I think you said this a couple of times throughout this podcast. Is, I mean, we're in the age of information now. Yeah. And so, like, even if you follow me, while FLA is a cost, all that stuff, I leave a lot of crumbs out there. Like, you could you could pick up a lot of the stuff yes. that I see on YouTube. To give you a baseline, right? Um, so I'm I'm with you, man. It's it's we don't have an information issue. Like that's no. not a problem. Oh, no, not anymore. Mm -mm. A lot of this stuff that if people are struggling financially, it's because they they're not able to get out of their own way yet. 
And, yes. and the reason why is because a lot of them haven't gotten help that they need. And help right. comes in the form of therapy sometimes. Help comes in the form of coaching. Help comes in the, watch this, help comes in the form of accountability. Like people ain't ready to be told, mm-hmm. like, yo, your, your junk's jacked up. Yeah, you all messed up. You need, you need help. They ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> the biggest thing I push for people is like, yo, if you rock with me, I'm going to hold you accountable. Because I understand what it takes and I'm telling you right now, this junk's not easy. No. Freedom is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be free. <laughs> we don't got that delayed. Like, we've lost sense of delayed gratification because we allow this instant society and this microwave society to, 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 to reshape our DNA and the way we think. What I'm saying is pull back. You understand, yeah. you know, people who were slaves, they worked their whole lives so that their grandkids could be free. Like, that's what legacy is. Yes. I would say the good man leaves the inheritance for his children's children. Meaning, like, if you ain't talking about wealth you're leaving for your grandkids, then you you you're missing the mark. Yeah. Yo, in China, <laughs> they uh, they determine a successful company if you go longer than 100 years. Well, let me tell you something. They're not living 100 years. That means you have to build something that can last past you to be successful. Yeah. The That's oldest it. company in the world is in Japan, 1,800 years old. So my point is, is we have to have a mental shift on this. And it, it goes back to, and like, you know, I know you talked about like being able to package something that's affordable. Yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of affordable material out there to help our yes. people. But they need they need to hear more. They need they need more stocks and bars out there in these streets. <laughs> that's honestly what they need. Who can come, yeah. who can speak to them where they are. Like, let's say, you know, and, and say, look, let me, I know what you, I know, I know what you're going through, bro. Let me, yeah. let me show you what. Yeah, this is this is my lifelong mission, man. Where, thank you. Where I understood we we gonna transition to hip hop in a second. Where I understood that I want to say all of my education, but from where I grew up in my hood, right? Yeah. What communicated to me a lot was through the music, and the re- the reason why I related to the music is because I was going through the same things that these guys are talking about, right? Being yeah. in the streets. And seeing these things and seeing my friends do the same exact things that I hear. Mm-hmm. So every day I'm getting the same exposure and then I'm hearing it in the music. So it reinforces everything. So I said, why did I not hear anything about financial independence? Why didn't I hear anything about owning stocks? Ownership. Why didn't I hear anything about that? And then constantly you hear all these artists now that were in the 90s talk about bad deals and all this stuff they didn't, they didn't have ownership at that time yeah. people had ownership they ran the gamut so i said well enough is enough why don't we just own it okay i'm gonna make sure that every single message that i put out in my raps is going to be about finances it's going to be including the stock market it's going to be positive it's going to yeah. have no curses in it Yep. And I'm going to do this consistently just to show people that this is something that we could have done a long time ago, one. And two, even though it could have been done then, time is now. We can yep. own this. All right. We do not have to rely on other people to get this message out. And we can do it now. So I want to come back to the hip hop, man. What is what is your favorite genre of hip hop? Be on mind sharing that. What, what is it? What you got? When you say genre of hip hop, I mean I always see hip hop as it's like a, as a genre. I can tell you who my 
who my favorite artists are. Let's go there. Let's go with the favorite artists. So I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. Okay. Um, All right. I feel like I've watched Jehovah uh, innovate. I've watched Hove stay relevant for literally 30 years. Um, mm -hmm. And not only that, as he's grown and mature, his music has grown and mature. And it still could be hot in an age where music, where people have people have their little stints. Like his one of his best best artwork to me was four for four. I was like, four, you know, four. this is what this is what my people need, man. I think four 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 is in my personal opinion, the best. And I might be biased because I like finance, right? <laughs> but I think it's but what it's best works. Is something in 10 songs, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm leaving that like, yo, you're right. I, people who I know don't even like talk about money. Listen to the whole album and say, yo, we got to do things different. Yeah. That's the big mental shift right there. As soon as Jay-Z was like, click, I'm going to teach you this. Everybody was like, oh, Jay-Z talking about it. Like, fam, we been on this over here. <laughs> I'm glad Jay talking about it, but yo, I was talking about it too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I think Hov is, and my, he's my goat. And I think not just, I'm a big fan of not what you just do in the in your records, but what do you do outside? And Hov yeah. is a lot into the community that he don't even brag about. It's, he does it in silence. He moves differently. He's, you know, he's just put a piece People clown him a lot. People say things about him. They talk all that smack. But the reality is, man, most people who complain, at least this is what I see, they don't do something themselves. They ain't doing it. They ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, holy guys, I appreciate. Um, I'm having a hard time with the version of Kanye now because I remember Backpack Kanye, like when he came out. <laughs> and I was in love with that version of Kanye. Um, even when he started doing his gospel albums, I was a fan, but lately he just be talking and I, I realized Kanye's sick. And so, and someone's in his team's allowing him to run around without taking his meds. And he's saying things that he's just off kilter. But if for just pure music, historically, his music's been one of my best. And then my third one, man, Sleeper, not as a female, she's not on most people's list, but I'm a big fan of Lauren Hill, man. Like, oh, oh, I love Lauren yeah. Hill. Look, I don't, I'm, I'm, that's all I need. I'm gonna say something that's gonna be controversial here. All right, when yeah. Lauren Hill was on Nas's first, um, why am I drawing a blank here? The recent album that he just did, um, oh, King's uh, Disease, first King's Disease. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. when Lauren Hill popped up on that King's Disease, <laughs> she did that track, and she popped in, and I was like, oh snap, it's Lauren she bodied it i'm talking about oh man she just straight annihilated this track and i was like yo did she just eat nas <laughs> like did she she that stage, bro. i, I see the she did the she dropped that also that track for queen and slim at the end like she'll just come and just like bop throw the hit bounces i watch her do open mics man her lyric like people don't understand how She's deep her lyrics are lyrical. yeah They're, so the thing about rap, it's not just about getting words that rhyme. There's layers to to meanings, yes. and yes. you can almost like write a book on the stuff that she's like literally decoding and extracting in her in her verses. Where you like, yeah, God. yeah, man, she's one of the best to me. And so those are my three top, my three favorite. Um, kind of artists, man. And you'd see them kind of spanning those late 90s, early 2000s, where you see some of their best work with the exception of Hope. But those are at least some of the three that I call out. Yeah, I'm, 
my my top three, I'm gonna go with Nas. I'm gonna go with Coogee Rap, which is pretty much Nas, and then I'm gonna go ahead with let me go with my third. One. I'm gonna go ahead with Jada Kiss on this. All right, I'm gonna put Kiss good on one. Yeah, That's a good one. I like Jada. Yeah. I like Jada. <laughs> He's always been nice with it, man. Hip hop has been in my veins forever, right? From the first song I ever heard, I fell in love with it, man. Yeah. And I could listen to Jada's one I could listen to, bro, like nonstop. Never a whack day. rhyme. Never you, a whack. You could write a cypher and rap for 25 minutes, and I'm, I'll just let that thing play. And just let <laughs> Jada always been nice with it, man. But yo, family, I appreciate you being able to spend the time with me. Like I said, being patient with me and working with me today on making sure that we can get this done. I want everybody to know that I love you. And one thing that I want to get on here, man, is in our community, we do not spread love enough, all right? We've been indoctrinated to understand that love is a certain feeling right that you can't really share with another man and i want to kill all that i want everybody to know that if you love your brother man just tell him you love him it ain't nothing funny about telling somebody that you love them because i've lost a lot of people in my life and i wish i had the opportunity to tell them i love them more and it's always in our community that we just put so much death right rest in peace so and so r.i.p this we, we talk about it in our songs and all that i'm like yo kill that let's do life all right, let's, while people are here, let them know that we love them. And I don't have to personally know anybody to love them. You can still love somebody and be like, I wish you the best. I want everything that you want, bro. <laughs> everything yeah. that you want to accomplish, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it done. Yeah, and if there's any way that I could be a part of that, man, I definitely want to help, man. Love is love, man. Much love to you, brother. I appreciate you. Hey man, the feelings are mutual, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the stocks and bars. I'm glad I was able to see, kind of at least understand how this thing evolved, man. But I've been following you, bro. Keep it up. Thank man, you. Man, you're doing good work, bro. You're doing real good work. Thank you. All right. So we're going to sign up on that. Matter of fact, hold on. You got any hoopers in your family? I want to I share. I yeah, man. I, I grew up playing ball, bro. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. What you what you was doing, man? What, what position? So it's funny, man. I, I, was I was, when I was in the eighth grade, I was following up. So I played big man, big Shaq fan. A combination of Shaq and Duncan, and I stopped growing ever since eighth grade. So I never stopped. <laughs> now I'm going to Rex, man. No one goes to the post anymore. People just shooting threes. Yeah, they shooting threes. That's the game is gone, man. The game is gone. Everybody like, wants the mid range. I'm sitting like, yo, feet. Like, oh, I get it. All right, you know what I'm saying? Let me yeah. just throw it out. And so, yeah, man, it's um, uh, yeah, we we definitely hoopers, man. We, you know, we play basketball. I love you know the NBA. I, you know, I follow it now, even though I'm, I'm more of a late 90s early 2000s style yeah I'm, I'm with that too i'm with it too i want i want i want the post work i yeah. want the post work <laughs> like that's why i enjoy watching him be because yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. got mad footwork he got he's nice with it he nice he it. with it he got yeah. a super good arsenal with it and no yeah. disrespect to these shooters out here that's that's cool that's cool i i recognize game when i see it because that's difficult right but showing nothing like that post game that's Great. work Right. That's that's super hours in the gym. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. Get your footwork right. Being able to get your defender off, man. Listen, that post game is nothing. All right, I'm, I'm stocks and bars and basketball is turning into right now. But yo, I appreciate you, brother. Much love to you, man. I'm, look, I'm serious, man. If there's any way I can help, let me know. 
and I'm I'm all for it, man. I, this is what I'm here to do, and I want to do it. <laughs> so just let me bro. know. <laughs> Much love, brother. I appreciate you. No doubt. Ah. Oh. Let me hold this right quick, Jay. Yo. I trap on Wall Street just like my mans do These should earn from returns from them charts with candles I'm no different from you, I could do it so you can too Culture rocking with me tough, feeling like I can't lose Better ways to make our money simply from my hand move Old ways of making bread, no it's time to cancel Make money work for you, every bar's a rap clue Streets watching, nah, your children all lead by exam Yo, yo, yo. yo, me and my guy Joseph and Wonga Out to get you, your bro, your sis and your mom's fan Drop knowledge for you, every minute the song play Feel the learning game, but we were given the wrong grade The way I travel bumpy, but now the road that I'm on pay Real money will come when you making the long play For too long we've been the kings letting the pawns play With finances we gain, now that's gonna change Stacks and bars, stacks and bars, stacks and bars, stacks